And a good Saturday morning and welcome to Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden Center, located right there at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. Comments and questions to this morning, 382-4280-1877, 382-4280, or you could text that comment or question, 280373. And joining us in the studio this morning is your host, Andy Waddell. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Wow. You've got a good morning. Indeed we do. Uh, last check outside it was so nice at six o'clock this morning uh-huh. <laughs> and i'm assuming it's still the same way it's i'm kind beautiful. of keeping an eye on radar and that rain's still well off into yeah. you know iowa and kansas and out that way where so, no yeah <laughs> i know we need it it's we, coming we do yep. and you know the grass is looking you know kind of brown again but at least we haven't had the real severe heat that we've yep. had yep. or anything like out west anyway that's, but right. that's a whole nother story well, thanks for having me, and um, Absolutely. maybe we can have our callers give us a buzz. Absolutely. 382-4280-1877. 382-4280. You bet. And, um, you know, this morning I want you to um, just say uh, top of the morning to you, Tim. Top of the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, you know, I'm going to be a little crass, and uh, let's get your butts out of bed, <laughs> off the couch, and uh, uh, we got some Saturday morning garden calisthenics and exercises this morning. So, Alrighty. Yep, yep. So grab your favorite rake and shovel, Tim. Okay. Okay, let's stand up and uh, one, two, grab the shovel. One, two, three, four, come on, men and women, come on. I mean, stretch, ouch, golly, oh, them weeds are all the way to the ground. Six, seven, eight, I don't hear you. Oh, wait a minute, where'd that muscle come from? <laughs> Nine, ten, swing the rake. <laughs> Ouch, <laughs> my knee. Just, <laughs> just kidding, everybody. You know what? I got to make you laugh, and I got to make you smile. Because gardening is actually therapeutic. Oh, absolutely. Is. Gardening is relaxing. Gardening is actually rewarding. It's healthy. It keeps you fit keeps your yard fresh keeps always new colors coming in i've always got ideas going on in my head when i kind of get sick of an area or an area that just needs to come out areas that kind of have overgrown then i kind of say to myself yeah, i get a couple pictures you know maybe then uh, my first part beginning to buy and pick out those colors those shapes, those textures, thinking of maybe mature sizes and how the plant might look when it's not in flower. You know, flowers are a bonus, Tim, mm-hmm. you, you know, but they don't happen all year, maybe down south. So, hey, we've um, we got a caller, too. So uh, no use uh, putting a plant in the wrong spot gets too large, gets in front of a window, right? you know, then you have a problem later on. <laughs> well, we'll continue with more uh-huh. of those and some of the those ideas that you have. But again, uh, if you do have a comment or question, 382-4280-1877-382-4280 for this morning's edition of Over the Garden mm-hmm. Fence with Andy Waddell. And we'll head to the phones. Good morning, Amy. You're on WKZO. Hey, Amy, how are you? Good morning. Um I've got two part question. It's about tomatoes, of uh-huh. course. <laughs> That's um, right. The first question, uh, actually, my sister wanted me to ask. She has had one tomato plant this summer. That's it. It was huge. It got all these large tomatoes on it, and then all of a sudden, a giant tomato worm came and demolished the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Our quest. Our question is: 
she didn't have any other tomatoes within uh, 20 acres or anything. Where did the... Where do these come from? Are they on the plant originally when you buy it? No, or? no, 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 no. It, 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 fly, it flies in because actually that tomato worm will then turn into, if you notice, it will actually hatch and become a type of butterfly that flies away. That'll lay eggs again. It's finding its source where to actually lay that, um, that egg. Usually... Most tomatoes are grown inside a greenhouse, Amy, so they right. probably don't have any exposure to the bugs and insects until they get outside or out in the garden, probably a little bit more. So it's oh. kind of a natural thing. Those um, hornworm or the tomato worm, um, mm -hmm. you don't even notice. Same with like potatoes. All of a sudden, the tomato's there. Next day, the tomato foliage is all gone, you know, so it, it does yep. happen real fast. Okay, yep, that's it happened in one day. It was gone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the second question I had is uh, on my tomatoes here in Kalamazoo, uh, they all were all beautifully large, ready to pick. And about two days before I was ready to pick them off the plant, some animal, I looked at them, and they all had gigantic gouges and chew holes in, in the sides of them, and they were all chewed up. Skunk, was it skunk or coons? Root oh, mm. not chip. We have a lot of chipmunks. Could it have been chipmunks? Could be, could be, but more than likely, um, those two. Third one would be rabbit. If there's large bites out of them, chances mm -hmm. are um, there's all kinds of varmints right now that are looking for a moisture, mm -hmm. b oh. also food. Well, that tomato is providing moisture for that animal at the same time, so mm -hmm. that's why sometimes it is nice, Amy, to get a. <clears throat> We're having issues ourselves, and mm -hmm. uh, um, we have deer and other varmints that love to get the apples off the lower portions of the trees with bite marks still mm -hmm. with the apple hanging on the tree. So, <laughs> so oh, this looks tasty. Yeah. So, Amy, my suggestion is you can't put repellent spray on a tomato, but you could oh. put fence around that next year at the time when it's beginning to harvest. You know, okay, I, so I'm, like a chicken one. I yep. have those big square <clears throat> tomato uh, frames plus the cones on top of that. Yeah. So are you saying like a chicken wire type thing? Once that tomato cage is filled, you're going to have to put a framing around it that the, the deer can't get inside or the coon or the, or okay. the, the varmints in general. Um, okay. Even if it was 48 inches tall and tucked to the ground and even, even with weed barrier pins, pin it right to the ground. Okay. So that way they can't get underneath too. Um, okay. Chipmunk might get the, the ones that are laying on the ground, but they're probably not going to venture up into the plant as much as something that would stand on the back of its hooves uh, or, or claws and uh, grab it. Yeah, it's got to be either raccoon or rabbit because I have a courtyard with a gate, so I don't think the deer could get back yeah, there, but yeah. raccoons or the other uh, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So there's a couple remedies. I'm sorry about the loss in the crop. Um, <laughs> you need some I ended up. Oh, I was going to ask you. I ended up uh, taking them down and keeping all the tomatoes and putting them in a paper grocery sack to ripen them up. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They should be coming along then. All so, right. Very it, good. Thank you so much. All right, Amy. Have a good day. Mm -hmm. Thank Bye -bye. you very much for the call, Amy. And, of course, if you have a comment or question, 382-4280-1877, mm -hmm. Well, um, everybody, let's, let's uh, stop with our notes. And 
Amy has had the same issues as a lot of people with uh, uh, a plethora of tomatoes then having issues with it, whether it be black spot, leaf spot, powdery mildew. Um, sometimes the tomato, Tim, I, you know, it's almost ready. It's ready to go. And two days later, you find that black spot, which is calcium deficiency. Mm-hmm. Right now, <clears throat> I will say we didn't um, take care of our tomatoes the last couple of weeks. And I don't think they got all the water they wanted. They were really um, choking last night when uh, we were picking the tomatoes. So uh, I will say that maybe some of that getting rid of some of that old foliage, cleaning it up one more time, you might have a better September crop with some of those tomatoes, too. All right, 382-4280, 1-877-382-4280. We'll continue on with more of our timely tips and your calls coming up for this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Woodell's popular Children's Days and Petting Zoo, September 23rd and 24th. Bring the whole family to Woodell's to enjoy the bounce house, see the animals, play games, and plant a pansy to take home. Kids will love the petting zoo. They'll get to see and pet many animals, including a donkey, goats, rabbits, dogs, cats, a parakeet, turtle, chickens, and a potbelly pig. The bounce house is always a hit. And there's a straw mountain for kids to climb on and then slide down into a bin of shelled corn. Have fun doing all of these activities. Just $6 per child or three kids for only $15. Parents are free. Tickets may be purchased in advance at Woodells.com. That's Woodells.com or available at the door. And remember, Woodells is your number one source for indoor and outdoor autumn plants and decorations, including mums, pansies, ornamental cabbage, and many other fall favorites. Go to Woodells.com for more information about the Children's Days and Petting Zoo, September 23rd and 24th at Woodells Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence. Again, comments and questions for Andy, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. I know we got more timely tips to get through, but let's head back to the line. Say good morning to Beverly. You're on WKZO. Uh, good morning, Beverly. How can I help you today? Good morning. Sure enjoy your show. Oh, thank um, you. I have a uh, perennials all along a fence row. It's about 50 foot long by two and a half feet wide. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of years, it's been filling up with moss. I've dug it out a couple times, and it keeps coming back. It's, should I just leave it or do something with it, or is it harmful? No, it's not harmful, Beverly, but I will say moss is either a result of shade, compaction, or acidity. And so sometimes shade, uh, moss doesn't like competition so maybe some of those areas either fill in with maybe pansies or sedum that could grow and maybe do a a little competition with that moss now moss is attractive it tends to flower but then it gets everywhere and kind of gets out of control so there's actually a moss killer you can put right in amongst the perennials no i wouldn't put it on the foliage but you could sprinkle it around that moss and kill that out number two beverly you might stop in with a chunk of the soil and let us test it. See what that pH is. It might be a little low, which is bringing on that moss a little bit more. Now, so- it's, it's in full sun all day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> that's even more. Is it getting heavily irrigated? Is it got um, automatic irrigation on it? No. Okay, so then 
it, it's got to be something that is relating to why that moss open areas with the moss. I, again, might bring in a chunk six by six by six uh, inches and throw it in a um, shoe box and let us kind of dissect it. If it's heavy ground, then I would add gypsum. Gypsum will uh, break that ground up, um, Beverly, and make the ground breathe better, which will make it <clears throat> not so saturated. Moss loves heavy ground and uh, tends to enjoy wet feet. So sometimes that might be an issue too. So let's start out with um, finding out what the acidity is in it bring in a sample of that too at the same time and we can show you that moss killer and then maybe fill in some of those areas as it goes. Let's see if we can correct that soil problem. Okay. Okay. All right. You got a project. You got a little uh, homework you got to do now. <laughs> so stop, <laughs> yeah. stop in and we'll help you out. All right. Well, thank you. All right, Beverly. Have a good day. Thank you. You mm -hmm. too. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Beverly. Again, uh, comments and questions for Andy this morning, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. You can also text that comment or question to 80373. Mm -hmm. And Moss loves where lawn, Tim, sometimes uh, like bluegrass or rye aren't growing mm -hmm. and open areas tend to just whoop, all of a sudden there's either one of the two things, weeds or moss. Oh. <laughs> so same with perennial gardens. So maybe some of those areas get filled in. So um, we were, uh, so thank you for all calling in. Um, we love our tomatoes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, um, Danielle made uh, San Marzano um, Romas into uh, spaghetti and um, pizza sauce this week Ooh. and then did jalapenos in a garlic um, mix too with it so really really good so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for lunch <laughs> <laughs> but again doing some of them the right way and again I said last night I'm uh, also uh, our tomatoes were a victim of not getting the proper moisture the last couple of weeks in fluctuation of moisture really can suffer on the tomato. So getting moisture to it, getting um, mulch around it, getting out that dead foliage, and you may have a September and early October crop before the frost hits. We're talking about putting the right plant in the right area. I've seen time and time again the plant putting in the wrong area. No use putting a plant that gets large in front of a pitcher window or a shade-loving hydrangea in full sun. Need advice? We can help. Right plant, right spot, great results. So as I gathered my notes this morning, the fog was lifting off the fields. It was going to be a beautiful day, and Tim said, with the weather like it is, um, God has made a good one, so let's get outside and enjoy that uh, beautiful, um, going to be rain coming up. So how is your fall harvest? We just taken uh, a second and talking about what we were canning. Um, we picked another, Daniel and I picked another 50 to 100 tomatoes easy last night. Dozens of jalapenos. I picked Bartlett pears, um, late Alberta peaches this past week, and apples are on the way. I dug up fresh German fingerling potatoes and white onions uh, peeking out of the ground, ready to grow. So we'd love to hear maybe what you are harvesting at the same time. I've been driving by Tim this week. Um, somebody has been putting in a lawn. And oh. uh, a week ago, I seen her out there in the booth raking the whole front area, a big area. Ooh. And 
put lawn in. And then traveling sprinklers as I went by each night, and the, and the lawn was all dirt. Well, sure enough, I went by last night, and you could see all the little grass starting to pop up. Mm-hmm. So for the last couple of weeks, <clears throat> we've been talking about planting grass seed and making other lawn improvements. Those of you who had time to begin your lawn improvements in mid-August or late August have already probably noticed the new grass seed coming up, and the lawn um, is green from the fertilizer applied. If you didn't have time in August, believe it or not, you have plenty of time to sow and fertilize now. It's not too late. We have several weeks of good weather left for grass to germinate. Actually, now is the best time to upgrade lawns. With new seed varieties, we really work hard on making the best lawn, making it the easiest. Sometimes crisscrossing the lawn with a power sizer or a power seeder or even a steel rake will loosen up that soil so the germination will happen easier with the grass seed that's been applied. Then, as I make my run, Tim, or <laughs> as the seed comes up, I don't want to starve at the end. You know, right. I did the Borges run a couple years ago. At the end, they have bananas and water and stuff. <laughs> so put some scotch of starter fertilizer on. The results will be amazing. You know, the more work you do on the lawn this fall will be far more beneficial than the work that is put off in spring. Grass is now feeding heavily and is starting to develop root system that is sending out tiller and rhizome growth to thicken up. Be sure you feed your turf this fall with fall fertilizer and do your other lawn projects that will help you make your lawn just what you want to be. Another really good priority that I see every fall that I see came in yesterday or the last couple days, Tim, Mm -hmm. are fall pansies. Very nice little bright little cheery faces coming off the truck. And um, um, I just uh, really enjoy seeing it. It's a good sign that fall is coming. (laughs) So a priority at our home each autumn is setting out pansy plants. I enjoy Tenacious plants, so pansies are real comfortable in our garden. We plant some pansy plants in mass for a bold, bright appearance in early spring. Others are planted on top of tulips and hyacinth plantings. They are sometimes great springtime companions. Some pansies are used as border plantings to highlight paths and beds. But the pansies I enjoy most are used as fillers or to cover otherwise those bare areas, just like I was talking about Uh earlier with the moss especially those that take place in the summer flowers by our entryway. By the time we plant them in early September until early summer next year, the pansy's cheery face will greet us and greet our guests every day, even in the winter when they are not covered in snow. September is actually pansy planting time. But wait, you say, (laughs) You can't bear to uproot some of your annuals that are still in bloom like the petunias. The fact that many annuals are near their end of their blooming cycle and are actually starting to go downhill. Pansies need a few weeks of warm soil to root in well and will perform better if planted soon. So cheer up, fellow gardeners. Although summer flowering has given many wonderful blooms, it's about to turn them out and put in some shiny new pansies to work in your garden. What would better blooms could be more happy and loyal faces than the little pansies that you can buy today. (laughs) 
Experts at Waddell's have had many questions recently about weeds growing in lawns and landscapes, and they have the top quality solutions for you. If you're going to plant grass seed this season and you need to kill all the weeds and grasses in any area, try Fertilome Kills All. Kills All gets rid of weeds and grasses and allows you to plant new after just one week. For small areas, two sizes of ready-to-use Kills All are on sale, including the quart size for just $7.99. If weeds have invaded your lawn, knock them dead with Fertilome Weed-Free Zone. Weed-Free Zone kills broadleaf weeds better than other brands, even tough-to-control Veronica, Dandelion's Ground Ivy, and Clover. Now is a great time to apply weed and feed on your lawns. For a one-step solution to killing those weeds while feeding and strengthening your lawn, get Fertilome Lawn Food with Weed-Free Zone. Fertilome products are are available at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. Widell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, your all-season garden center, has new shipments of colorful plants just waiting to brighten up your outdoor living area. Check out the gorgeous chrysanthemums. Mums are extra hardy and come in sunny yellow, eye-catching purple, rosy red, and fall bronze, and they look great in gardens and patio containers. Also just in are Blooming Red Annual Grass Plants. They're just $7.99, get them while they last. Another popular choice for fall planting are sedum plants. Perennial sedums come in more than a dozen varieties that you'll enjoy year after year. And it's also the best time to put in ornamental grasses. Tall or short, blue, green, or burgundy, with seed heads or without, ornamental grasses add an interesting look to any landscape. And as always, Woodell's experts will be happy to help you select the right plants for sunny, shady, or other challenging spots in your landscape. Enjoy your gardens to the fullest with quality plants and helpful information from Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Street. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKUZO, 69 degrees in Kalamazoo as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. You can also text that comment or question to 80373. We're going to head back to the phones, if that's okay with you, Andy, and say good morning to Jenny. You're on WKZO. Hey, Jenny, how can I help today? Oh, good morning. I so love your show. Um, I have a small vegetable garden, and I know that you should rotate your crops. Mm-hmm. And I had my, okay, I had a lot of issues with tomato worms this year, and I am I was wondering if it's okay to plant my corn where my tomatoes were oh. this year. Oh, yeah. Now, um, a lot of that, Jenny, too, is we used to rely on rotation of crops because of a there were some diseases sometimes long time ago red and black raspberries weren't planted together the farmers used to do corn and then soybean then corn and soybean on purpose so certain nutrients weren't robbed that's why it's kind of nice at the garden center we can help you with those nutrients so over and over yes it would be okay to put that corn in that spot next year uh, hornworm or the tomato worm is not probably drawn to the corn itself, but um, <clears throat> they are they are ever uh, presence. There is a um, an organic that you could take care of that uh, hornworm with, and it's a neem oil that is safe right up to day of harvest, and it would kill them off. Um, and still be okay, even on tomato, to take care of and eat. Um, it is safe on a vegetable list, and it just um, 
like the last caller, two callers ago, was saying hornworm starts, and all of a sudden, two days later, you have hardly any foliage. So um, rotation of crops, for sure. Nutrients is important. Um, pH is important, too, Jenny. How big is the raised garden? Okay, uh, it's probably the, about the size of a garage and a half, a two-car garage. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and, but, uh, Okay, so do I – okay, my corn – I did relatively well this year, with the exception of I put it in late and the ears weren't real large. However, um, do I do I have to rotate the corn? You yet? do not. No, no, no. Because like a good 12-12-12 would uh, uh, feed your corn very good, um, top dressing that later on the season. Key thing with corn is, remember, corn gets tall, so whatever's on the other side of it sometimes gets shaded. So right. sometimes right. edges are nice to have the corn near, you know, so it just shades the oh, lawn. So real good. Well, see, I would prefer to, uh, to um, plant it again where I had it this year, yeah. and so that's good news. Yeah, yeah. See, when you're planting, you can put in your uh, plant tone when you're putting it in the ground. Um, some of that dairy dew will refer refurbish some of the nutrients that uh, as that corn continues to grow you can uh, add to it we have uh, uh, root and bloom for your tomato which is like dessert for um, summer feeding for a tomato that'll make it <laughs> just take right off uh, foliar feeding liquid or um, um, you can feed the roots right on the ground so all, all good news then so but okay so the so anyway and what, I, what I'm hearing is I really don't have to rotate. It's just the way I treat, treat the ground. Some of it is, for sure. Now, if you didn't have the nutrients or you didn't have that capability, I would say switching things around um, really does. I like to see tomatoes and, and to potatoes not put side by side. That's one, one area that tends to be if you can split them up and move them apart helps. So, yep. Okay, yeah. but tomatoes and corn. No, no issue. No issue. No issue. Nope. Oh, perfect. Corn's got okay. its own problem. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know. So, um, corn is actually very easy for most homeowners to grow. You tend to be pretty successful. This year, too, Jenny. It was late. It was cold and wet. So I know why you put it in late. So farmers a lot right. of times put it in early and had to end up. Uh, we had some real strong winds back in early May that broke a lot of the corn up. So uh, planting it late sometimes when the ground is warm. That's when the corn takes off anyways okay well i did the three sisters this year and it was really fun oh nice so. yeah there you go yeah we just uh -huh. had some uh it was either candy corn or honey buns or uh, a line extra sweet the other night we canned that up so it's a uh, real real enjoyable to get that uh summer corn on the cob okay yes it is uh-huh okay well thank you so much okay jenny i know all right bye-bye all right thank you very much for the call jenny of course if you have a comment or question we have plenty of time for you 382-4280 or 1-877-382-4280 mm -hmm. so we're going to go back again a couple callers ago yeah. to, to amy so um and i think it was amy's sister that had a issue with uh or herself with somebody or something mm -hmm. biting that corn so or that uh, tomato a lot of the Harvest wasn't there when she went to pick it. And uh, we have something called Critter Ritter. Critter Ritter. And I just had to make sure we hadn't stopped before I mentioned <laughs> it. But it is a motion-activated sprinkler that you can hook up to your hose, and voila. That's awesome. Motion-activated, whatever comes in, 
even in the middle of the night, and feel at ease that your tomatoes won't be bothered. Now, most animals will be, um, they'll probably in time figure that out, but they are not interested in getting wet or sprayed. So right. would would shoo away a dog or a or a, <clears throat> or a critter of some kind. Or a critter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, critter, ritter. Critter, ritter. So, <laughs> well, Tim, we used to use those a lot more in our koi ponds because the herons will land oh yeah Uh uh-huh where's my prize koi flying away right now i'm that serious we used to have koi koi ponds to get i remember that just get stripped we had a um quite a heron uh um Activity on the one side. So well, let's fly down to Waddell Lake. See what uh-huh. they got for breakfast. There. Well, yeah. and we like our little ducks. They come up from Atwater yeah. Lake, and they they have their ducklings, but they also tend to feed once in a while too. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that critter ritter works pretty good. All so. right. <laughs> so now that the vegetable gardening is winding down, maybe it's time improving that soil, just like we talked about, making next year's crop even better. After a portion of the vegetable garden is harvested, remove any diseased plants, like the tomatoes, such as the anthracnose-infested tomato. Chop up all the foliage, throw it away, put it in a um, uh, garbage bags, or burn it. All the good foliage, chop up with a rotary motor. Uh, spread liberal amounts of composted cow manure, tree leaves, other garden debris in the garden, and rotate in. How much composted cow manure to use? One bag every 50 to 100 square feet. To enhance further gardening soils, plant a cover crop of winter rye. Winter field rye is an excellent source of soil-enriching organic matter which will enhance soil structure. The winter rye will protect uh, the garden soil over the winter. A lot of times, then, that is tilled under in the early spring. And that way you'll have that. Our farm does that where we plant evergreens, Tim, and um, you got to get that nutrient back into the ground somehow. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were talking about <clears throat> rotating crops in the, in the area. Well, that's right. the idea is to get some nutrient back into the ground. Many evergreen plants are dropping yellow and brown leaves at this time of year. Most cases, remember, don't worry. Every autumn, evergreens shed their older inner needles. This is quite a natural event. I use the sight of fall needles as a signal to fertilize evergreens. All valuable evergreens should be fertilized with tree tone in the autumn and have soil well well irrigated thoroughly before the ground freezes. And I'll say, um, as the weeks um, you know, school has kind of come and gone. Everybody's kind of settled back down right. in. Uh, uh, but uh, it's actually September, October is usually one of the busiest times for our staff and friends at Waddell's Garden Center. So thank you all the staff for working so hard. Besides receiving truckload after truckload of blooming chrysanthemums, pansy plants, fresh dug evergreens, trees, autumn supplies, autumn lawn supplies, excuse me, shade trees, shrubs, um, fresh shipments of iris, ornamental grasses, truckloads of perennials. All these are really coming in one after another right now. So we're just, uh, we kind of gear up in the fall when maybe others start to gearing right. down. So um, we'll just uh, maybe um, put a little taste buds with everybody with some of the stuff's coming in. So <laughs> we have German bearded iris that just came in this week. Ooh. So a lot of nice colors. So, um, like I said in other shows, fall 
is for planting. Mm -hmm. And now is the time to actually grab those German bearded iris. It's easy, very rewarding, and you get a lot of nice colors from blues, salmons, royal purple, and whites. It's actually very easy. So they actually, iris, this time of year, Tim, are sold bare root. There's nothing on them. Oh. They're just a little stem with leaves on them with a, um, a staple right to it and <laughs> with the name on it. So, and it's just easy. Um, we'll maybe highlight some of that next week on how we'll, how easy it goes in. Oh, but okay. maybe that at bearded iris you might think of as, as grandma. It's some of those older perennials. Mm -hmm. But maybe for the somebody that doesn't have the green thumb, maybe mm -hmm. this is an easy way to do that. Oh, there having, you go. Having problems with a hydrangea? It just, <laughs> it just takes one success story. That's right. That's right. And you off know? you go. Yep. Um, I have a lot of employees that will come over and really give me their success story. Well, you told me to do this and now look at my yard or <laughs> you told me to put this tree in or we bought this shrub and they like to share pictures. We have employees right. and, and uh, uh, customers who turn into friends, full landscape jobs because the right plant was put in the right spot. Excellent. So, yeah. um, so the German bearded iris are planted, the, um, the colors – just to just to tip you with some new uh, names: blue suede shoes and city lights. Got the melody, mm -hmm. kind of a cool one, mm -hmm. which is a purple and a bright white. Harvest of memories, which is a bright yellow. Lascala, which is a purple and salmon, and a variegated gold. Superstition, which is a bright purple. So. <laughs> Come down. It's that easy. We can show you how to plant them. We got good uh, tips and tricks on them on a care sheet that we can uh, maybe explain more later next week. So excellent. All right, and we'll, so we'll uh, leave off here for now and pick up right there next Saturday morning. Yes. Thank you, callers. Thank you for calling in. All right. Thank you very much, Andy, and thank you for tuning into this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence each and every Saturday during the growing season here in the nine o'clock hour. Over the Garden Fence brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floors and Garden Center, located right there at the corner of Mill and the Twelfth.